Welcome, my name is Rusty Turner. I'm the editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and we are here at the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce for a legislative uh, discussion uh, with a legislative discussion with legislative candidates. Today, I am with Daisy Bonilla, the Democrat running for the Arkansas State House of Representatives, uh, District 93. Uh, her opponent, Jim Dotson, a Republican, was invited to come today and has chosen not to come. So today it's just going to be a conversation with uh, Daisy Bonilla. So Daisy, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, and I'll just start with an open-ended question today. Why are you running? And what is your top legislative priority in the upcoming session? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, the reason I'm running is my clients. I am a social worker. And the main point of why I'm running I used to work with child abuse victims and their families, and it was really disheartening when the team that I used to work with would work really hard to get these families justice. Particularly, I have this vivid image of a toddler that I used to work with, and she was coming in for her second time. And just the way that our laws are written, offenders have more rights than victims do. And as a social worker, then having worked in education and healthcare, beginning of life, end of life, I'm noticing that our legislators, some of them, are making some laws and don't realize how they affect people on the ground. And so I think we need more people with diverse backgrounds to help legislate so that we know how these laws affect our community. And then um, the first priority I would have, given COVID and where we are at, for me, I'm also a therapist, and so we are going through a traumatic event right now with COVID-19. Our essential workers, our frontline workers are handling that trauma even worse. And so I think we really need to pass a, an initiative that provides free mental health care services for essential workers, teachers included. All right, thank you for that. Speaking of COVID-19, What's your evaluation of the state's response to the coronavirus pandemic? And what, if anything, would you like to have seen done differently? I appreciate that our governor issued a statewide mass mandate. However, I do think it came a little too late. For me, I think had we done, had we shut down our state, had we really tried to flatten the curve a lot sooner, we wouldn't have lost as many lives. We wouldn't have had such a hard hit to our economy. Uh, in May, I had the opportunity to meet with the CDC, I, along with the rest of the Northwest Arkansas Latinx Task Force. We met with them because they were here to meet with communities on the ground to see how COVID-19 was affecting them. And they assessed that we had um, inconsistent communication and how we were communicating the gravity of the situation to our um, population. And we had really hard hit communities affected by COVID-19, which is why I don't understand why my opponent, Jim Dotson, who isn't here, I would like to hear his answer, why he proposed that the funding that was being provided, going to be provided to them be cut in half. I think we need legislators who understand that when we take care of vulnerable communities, when we protect their health care, all of us benefit. Do you believe Governor Asa Hutchinson and the State Health Department overstepped their authority in crafting the response to the pandemic? And please explain your answer. I don't. I think we need leadership. I think in a time of crisis, we need leadership to help guide us. If you know science doesn't lie, uh, we're losing lives. We need some people need more guidance than others. And I think if we had a an ordered response, 
I think we would have handled this a lot better had this happened sooner. Perfect. Thank you. I'm going to shift gears a little bit, and uh, we're going to start talking about the ballot issues that are coming up uh, in November. Issue one on the November ballot would, uh, if approved, make the current half-cent sales tax dedicated for roads and highways permanent. How would you vote on that measure and why? I support it uh, just because Bentonville, Arkansas, we keep growing. And so we need the infrastructure to support us. We need families to be able to get to work. We need students to be able to get to school. And we need to be wise in, how, in working with all levels of government to make sure that we are not overspending, that we are using our resources wisely, taking advantage of our tax dollars, and that we are not, for example, redoing potholes after every rain in Bentonville. We see that all the time. Uh, by the Bella Vista um, border, we're redoing a roundabout. We know we invested millions in. That money could be better invested in community projects. We're in a crisis right now. We're trying to rebuild. I think we need to be wise about how we, we spend that money. Thank you. We're going to move on now to issue two, uh, which would change the nature of, of legislative term limits. Uh, and it would allow individuals to serve in the General Assembly for more than the current 16-year limit if they take a four-year vote. Again, how would you vote and, uh, and why? I think we do need to reevaluate our term limits. I think we need, we constantly grow. We constantly, you know, evolve, and I think our legislatures need to as well. And if they're not, I think we do need to have term limits so that we aren't having the same people represent us, that we have diverse voices at the table making decisions for our community. All right. And finally, issue three would, among other things, change the rules on how citizen-led initiatives qualify for statewide ballots. Critics have said that uh, this proposal will make it more difficult for citizen-led proposals to qualify. Again, how would you how will you vote on this proposal and why? I think I would vote against it because we need to make sure that citizens are able to bring up issues to our government. Uh, we need a private citizen-led issues and we shouldn't be making creating more barriers so that people real people on the ground can uh, have their voices heard all right thank you um a bipartisan hate crimes bill appears to be made, uh, headed for the general assembly in 2021 uh are you familiar with this uh and and are you do you support this measure and why i am familiar with it and i do support it i think as a woman of color as a social worker, I see how discrimination affects my clients. And I think we need to back our values but with our laws. They need to be reflective of where we stand. Bentonville in particular, where I'm running, is a growing and diverse district. We uh, attract world-class talent. What are we doing once they get here? What are we doing to make sure that they not only feel welcome, but that they're protected? Uh, thinking about like the Black Lives Matter movement, we had a peaceful protest going on a few months ago, and they were met with tear gas. I think as people grow and learn better, we need to do better. So we need to listen to our constituents and make sure that we are paying attention. Uh, they are calling for systemic changes. Numbers don't lie, and black lives are being lost at the hands of police brutality. So let's look at that. Let's see how we can change it so that we can in better invest in, pro in community programs and protect our black neighbors. Providing an adequate and equitable public education 
is required by the Arkansas Constitution. How is Arkansas doing meeting those standards? And as a state lawmaker, how would you work to, uh, to help the state maintain those goals? That's a really good question. I don't think we are doing enough. Uh, just given the current crisis that we're in, how everything's gone virtual, I can think of families, particularly those that are, I'm thinking of my special needs kids, my special needs clients. We are not doing enough. We weren't doing enough before to provide them enough supports. We are doing even less so now. And so we need to make sure that, you know, broadband is accessible to all kiddos, that they don't have to go park in a parking lot to have access to internet that we provide more supports for our teachers, not only better pay, but better supports. Our teachers can't be expected to do everything. We need more social workers. We need more speech pathologists. Uh, we need a lot more supports to make sure that every child can thrive and succeed through education. Okay. Now you mentioned broadband. Anything specific on, on broadband and making it more accessible? There are parts of the state, obviously, where where even cell service is, is spotty or, or non-existent. So any thoughts about how to extend broadband, not just for educational purposes, but for business and community life? Uh, how to, like the details, I would have to research more, but we definitely, I mean, in Bethel, we have spots that are spotty. It's, you know, we are pretty, you know, uh, we're a pretty big city. Uh, I can't imagine what rural cities are going through, you know, as, as our workforce, you know, transitions to all virtual, that's not acceptable. We need to make sure that we're doing everything possible so that people can access, you know, their workforce and their schools. And the broadband is no longer a luxury, it's a utility, and we need to treat it as such. So uh, the, the pandemic created uh, quite a bit of economic havoc uh, throughout the country and throughout the state. Uh, and uh, it has, uh, it will certainly require the state legislature to, to look at its budgeting process and perhaps reprioritize the way money gets spent uh, based on based on the, the economy having slowed so significantly during the uh, during the spring and summer and into the into the fall. So, talk to me a little bit about your uh, economic priorities. How would you prioritize spending? What what's what's what what would be your goals in in, in sure. that area? Well, you know, we are rebuilding. We are, we need to get small businesses back on their feet. We need to help working families. I think we start that, you know, by making sure that first of all, the census is due September 30th. That gives us economic opportunities to fund community programs. So each, all of us need to make sure and fill that out. That's, that's the first step. And second, I think we need to repeal the tax cut that was given to the wealthiest Arkansans. We need to take care of all our Arkansans. All working families need to be able to keep their dollars, especially as they struggle. We've seen unemployment soar, making sure that we are taking care of our community and not wasting our taxpayer dollars on, frankly, things that don't benefit us. I, again, would love to have Jim Dotson here because he supported a bill that gave $163 million to a private prison. I am not of the belief that we should be investing in cages. We should be investing in people. I think we can better use that money to create job programs, um, homeless shelters, substance abuse centers, uh, fund education. There is money to, we have money there, but we're just allocating it to the wrong uh, places. And so being more wise in how we do that and investing it in Arkansas. Uh, prior to the pandemic, there was a lot of uh, a lot of press coverage, a lot of discussion about um, uh, the opioid epidemic, the the the, uh, the problems of, of opioids being more and more uh, being abused more and more in the communities. 
And that's kind of fallen out of uh, out of the public discussion with, with the pandemic. So talk to me a little bit about that. What are your thoughts on op opioid addiction and what uh, legislative steps need to be taken to address it? It's a real problem. It, as a mental health provider, as a social worker, uh, people are suffering and they, these are diseases. You know, I think addictions have this stigma that you know, people choose and can easily get out of this um, cycle of abuse. They can't, they need help. We lost the only substance abuse treatment center a few years ago in Bentonville and we have yet to replace it. Uh, that company was actually the largest mental health provider in this state that left thousands of people in rural areas without access to mental health. We need to make sure that as you know, the legislature that we are looking at ways to fund programs, again, to create more programs to deal with. Um, invest in our community. I think we need to look at the intersections between criminal justice and mental health and the opiate addiction. You know, our veterans are suffering because of PTSD. Again, um, we as a community are going through a traumatic event, so some people resort to substances uh, to cope. So how do we help people? How do we invest in programs so that we can provide more opportunities uh, for, uh, for growth and healing instead of investing in cages and investing in, in programs that don't help us thrive as a community? We're, uh, we're down to the last question, so uh, and I'm going to make it an open-ended one as well. Is there any issue that we haven't discussed today that you'd like to talk about or any other topic you would like to bring up uh, related to the race? I think for me, I am invested in people. I believe in Bentonville, I believe in our community, I believe in Arkansas. I think that we as a natural state could be doing more work towards making sure that we remain the natural state, you know, creating jobs, creating jobs through um, environmental justice, protecting our, our environment and our earth. And there's so much more that we can do to protect each other. And so just making sure that we are investing in our community. Um, I remember speaking to a would-be constituent through our phone banking, and they recommended a community garden. I'm like, that's beautiful. Investing within our own community so that we can all thrive and access and just th uh, thrive together. All right. Well, Daisy Benea, thank you for being here today. This, uh, again, Daisy is the Democratic candidate for uh, uh, the State House of Representatives, District 93. We appreciate the conversation today here at the Rogers Bowl Area Chamber of Commerce. Thank you very much.